Hello, you guys. In today's episode, I am joined by Mary Sola, otherwise known as Blitzen, a popular flow artist known for her insanely talented gloving skills. Mary is a woman of many talents. Not only has she been a glover for over 10 years, which led to her landing roles in TV commercials and music videos for popular EDM artists, she also studied film and music and teaches sword fighting. How badass. Today we dive into the amazing world of the flow arts and Mary teaches us everything we need to know about gloving and giving a light show. So with all that being said, let's get into it. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I am your host, Emma Capotis. Thank you all so much for being here. What is up, you guys? How are we all feeling? This is a big check-in. I hope everybody's doing well. We've already reached the end of October. I mean, I'm pumped because you know what's coming up? Halloween, baby. (laughs) Halloween is my absolute favorite holiday of the entire year i'm completely and utterly obsessed although we don't get it full swing this year and we can't do all of the things i'm still gonna be celebrating i'm getting dressed up i'm really excited so i hope all of you guys are gonna be safe and you can do something fun and still you know social distance and do all those things wear a mask it's very fitting for halloween you know kind of fits right in so anyway very excited about that even more excited about today's episode with my girl mary sola Again, otherwise known as Blitzen, some of you might know her from social media or just from being around in the EDM community for over 10 years. I'm so happy she and I connected. I think she has the coolest vibe. She is so incredibly talented and I cannot wait to talk about gloving today with her and share all that information with you guys. I have gotten so many requests in the past to have a flow artist on like that just is a reoccurring theme and I've I've done a video actually recently on my YouTube channel about this but gloving to me is just so heavily in, ingrained in rave culture and I just think it is such an insane talent and takes so much skill so Mary is was amazing she answered every single question I have Um, she is basically going to tell you everything you need to know about gloving and we get to learn a little bit about her and her life Um, and like I said she's been doing this for over 10 years and has landed tv commercials from her gloving and worked with different artists and she has some really cool tutorials up on YouTube um, and on her Instagram page so guys go ahead and give her a follow It's at Mary underscore Sola, S-O-L-A underscore, at Mary underscore Sola underscore. She's got the coolest videos on there. So if you guys love gloving, check her out there and also check her out on TikTok. She's pretty big on TikTok as well. Um, Yeah, and she also, like I said in the intro, is a sword fighter. Um, She was into fencing and she's also into acting and like has a background in film and music as well. So she's got so many cool things going on. We're talking about all of it today. So get pumped. And if you guys enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could screenshot this and make it your Instagram stories and tag somebody in this today. Share a link with a friend, a family member, a glover that you know, somebody who wants to get into the flow arts. Um, Spreading this podcast by word of mouth is how I grow everything. So thank you guys so much for sharing this with people in the community. It means the world to me. Uh, Other than that, you can follow along with us on social media at Rave Culture Cast and at Emma Capotis. Uh, And without further ado, I'm going to jump into our listener of the week here, who is somebody 
very special that I wanted to shout out from our Facebook group fam, Carlos Victorino. You are our listener of the week. Uh, I personally handpicked this one. Um, I like to shout out people who are being very active in the Facebook group and Carlos is amazing. He's so supportive. He posted the best picture of him fully decked out in his rave culture cast merch i think he had um i think it was the sweatshirt a mug and the hat on he looked awesome so fire and again i you guys going out and spending your money on the merch is absolutely amazing to me so thank you so much for supporting the podcast and carlos you're always so active in the group and i really really appreciate that so i wanted to shout you out make your day today and thank you for being a part of this family so if you guys want to do a shout out like this feel free to email me raveculturecast at gmail.com with your listener of the week nominations and lastly this is the last call for submissions for the what does plur mean to you episode so i'm collecting submissions all about what plur really means to you if you guys have any stories or examples of moments that were just perfect examples of what plur really is whether you were at a show or a festival or experienced it in real life i would love to hear from you so please email me what does plur really mean to you and what stories can you share about it um, to raveculturecast at gmail.com very very excited to bring you guys that episode i believe that's going to be out next week yeah so get those into me as soon as you can all right i just want to hop right into this interview you guys are going to love mary i am super excited about this i highly recommend watching this on youtube as well um, because she does a little bit of the hand movements and things like that so if you guys want to see that and again check her out on youtube you can see all of her gloving tutorials on there so um, at mary underscore sola underscore if you want to follow along with her and please join me in welcoming mary aka blitzen to the podcast Hey. Hello. What's going on? Nothing much. How about you? Good. Happy Friday. <laughs> Happy Friday. Yes, indeed. So, okay. So to get started, I would love if you could just do a quick intro, uh, introduction to yourself, a little background, where you're from, what you do, and then what your first introduction to the EDM scene was. My name's Mary, or you, most people either know me as Mary Sola in the gloving world. It's definitely Blitzen. Um, it's what most people <laughs> know me as. And um, so I'm in LA and I've been gloving for about almost, actually I think it's been 10 years now. Wow. Um, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A long time. I've seen, I've seen the scene really, you know, the EDM, you know, rave scene, I've seen it change a lot. And uh, let's see, my first introduction to um, the rave scene was I went to a festival called um, Monster Massive, uh, and it was a Halloween festival um, in the SoCal area, okay. and that was the first event that I went to, um, and then the first, like, show that I went to was a Bloody Beetroot show, um, and that was in, like, 2009, I want to say, 2009, 2010, okay. something like that. Nice, so, and were, were you, like, into, was it the music you were into? Did you have a friend group that was into it, or, like, what got you to go to that first show? Friends and music. It was, like, a little bit of both. I was, I, I remember I had... I just that you know at that point in time like Cascade was uh popular Bloody Bee mm -hmm. Roots you know it, it just um like Dash Berlin people like that you know yes. uh yeah yeah <laughs> good exactly. time not, not, not a lot of people really appreciate trance anymore but um yeah. but uh yeah I, I like the music and I um just uh you know friends were going and they're like you want to come and I was like sure let's go and at that time 
events were all ages in mm, okay. LA. So I was like, you know, I was pretty young <laughs> when I, when I went. Oh, so yeah. 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 But it was, it was just different then, you know, and it was pretty, it was pretty normal for like teenagers to go to, mm-hmm. you know, raves, raves and events and stuff like that. For sure. Yeah. It's actually, it's interesting. Cause I get a lot of comments now of people who are really young, like watching this podcast or watching videos who are like, Oh, I'm 14 and I want to go to my first rave. I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> I, was, yeah. I was in college. So I know it definitely is. And especially with how popular it is now, it's like reaching a much younger generation, but it is harder to find all age shows that aren't like a completely mixed genre festival. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think the only all ages ones are like, you know, they're done at 9 PM. (laughs) You know what I mean? They're yeah. And and there's, it's not usually just EDM. There's like other types of genres of music. Um, Cause I know in in California, there's the, uh, you know, the rave act. So there's rules around Mm -hmm. EDM shows and it's crazy. Stuff like that. Yeah, it's so crazy. Like gloving is, is technically not allowed in uh in I know. Health. I want to, we're gonna talk about that today. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know, right? It's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. What, what artists are you into now? What do you listen to? I still listen to EDM like I'm still like it's still like 2012, 2013, like honestly. Nice. But yep. um I mean out of the newer people, um one guy I really like, his name is Anomaly. It's it's mostly like it's kind of like electro jazz. It's like, I don't, I don't know how to really describe it. Um, you know, I like Rez, uh, anything bassy, any like type of tech house, like Hannah Wants, she's pretty cool. Yes. Um, you know, Green Velvet, like that type of funky, funky stuff is, is uh, usually, that's usually the stage that I'll be at, like the, the okay. you know, deep house, tech house uh, stage. <laughs> so good. And that's like popping off right now too, because it's, it I is. Feel like- going through the different genres of house I'm a huge bass house fan and that's kind of like had its mm-hmm. moment and I feel like now tech house is the big thing that and dubstep is having this whole resurgence with like excision coming up with a new record label and dropping 100 new tracks <laughs> yeah yeah I know right it's it's kind of it's interesting how things like cycle cycle mm-hmm. back because um dubstep was was like when I first started raving it was it was people like I don't know do you know who like Dr. P is um sounds familiar yeah yeah and uh you know subtronics uh excision was Mm -hmm. still making music too it was but it was the type of it was different like and it's um because now it's like people there's so many different sub genres Mm -hmm. of like like dubstep can mean like so many different things you know what i mean so it's interesting to see how it's kind of like going back in time and i'm hearing stuff now and I'm like it reminds me of like 2012 2011 stuff like that Mm -hmm. yeah I love that there's been a lot of like I follow a lot of like EDM and like rave tiktokers that Mm. shit sucks you in so fast but they've been having a lot of mixes of like 2012 2013 progressive house tracks which is just so nostalgic anytime you hear it. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's just, yeah, I'm like, wow, that, that takes me back. Yeah. Good time. But okay, you are a woman of many talents, I have to say. I've been like looking into all the different stuff you're doing. <laughs> and so I wanted to ask you before we get into obviously gloving and the flow arts, what are your hobbies outside of the EDM community? Well, I don't know if, I don't even know if I really have time for like hobbies per se, yeah. but in terms of like <laughs> my career, I, um, so I, am a stunt performer and a actress as well. Um, I own a fencing and stunt fighting studio and that's, and I teach there and, um, you know, train. So 
a lot of the stuff that you're probably thinking of is the, mm -hmm. you know, some of the weapons and uh, fighting stuff. And, you know, the, I also do like firearm stuff. Um, wow. You know, yeah. and it's, it's, it's really all um, training for stunt work and stuff like that for entertainment industry stuff. Um, but it's, you know, it's fun. And it's, I, I started, I started fencing as a kid. You know, I was, mm -hmm. I was obsessed with like Peter Pan and Hook and, all yeah, that stuff. So good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And my and my mom took me to my first fencing lesson, and I just like was completely obsessed. And you know, and then once I came moved back out here, I started uh, you know doing more like sword stuff um, for the you know for stunt work for the entertainment industry, and and just like I love it. It's 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 really just honestly, it's like I've realized about myself. I really just enjoy the art of like storytelling and like you know mm -hmm. whether it's gloving or if I'm you know performing like you know doing fight choreography or something it's really like mm -hmm. all kind of the same stuff that I enjoy you know yeah that's a great way of putting it because I was gonna I, I wrote down the same thing I was gonna say all everything that you're into is very physically challenging or they all involve some type, type of like physicality to them but that's a better way of putting it it definitely is a form of storytelling across the board for you yeah yeah and just entertaining people you know that's amazing so how how has everything been for you this past year like how did that affect um your job um so we you know like everyone else we had to close for a certain amount of time um and uh we reopened um like end of may june around then with you know obviously with certain parameters and stuff like that those first three months three and a half months of being closed were rough just you know just like it's been for everyone else but now mm -hmm. we're you know we're kind of finding workarounds we're doing stuff outside we're going to people's houses you know to keep nice. training in terms of like the entertainment industry that's a little that's going to be a little bit slower just because it's you know productions are they're starting to happen now but there's like major studios like disney netflix you know that they're just not mm -hmm they're not looking to go back until 2021. So that right. type of work is a little bit slower right now, but you okay. know, I'm just taking the time to just, you know, do this to keep training and doing other mm -hmm. stuff. And, you know, I'm in grad school right now too. So, oh, um, wow. yeah, I know. I just, this year I like over the summer, I was like, no, I'm just going to, I'm going to apply and see what happens. <laughs> and then, so I'm like, all right, if there's any year I would do it, it'd probably be this year since work's a little bit slower. Sure. So. Cool. Yeah. What are you in uh, school for? Uh, I'm at UCLA for screenwriting. So there you go. Wow. More, yeah, more, more storytelling. Exactly, That's so dope. Exactly. So what's your favorite part about um, teaching the sword fighting? You know, I, I think with adults, it's, re it's, you know, in terms of them, like, performing my choreography, like, just seeing my vision, just seeing mm -hmm. other people perform it is, like, that's always just... I like, I love that, you know, and I love when it just like clicks for people. And then mm -hmm. for kids, it's really just like their imagination, you know, like that and how much, how creative they can be. Like that's, that's pretty inspiring for me, you know? For sure. Oh my God. What a fun thing, especially, especially for kids just to like get their energy out and then also just teach them like all of that coordination, like mental toughness that comes with that too. Yeah. I'm not the most coordinated person, so <laughs> I definitely <laughs> struggle with that. That's awesome though. Okay. So now like cutting today do the people you work with and stuff like that does everybody know that you're also like heavily involved as a glover in the edm it's, scene it's funny because like <laughs> some people do and then some people don't but like it'll and um like everyone that i that i work with they they know and it's and it's like kind of funny when stuff like that will come up 
with like some of my students sometimes like some of uh <laughs> some of like my employees will be like did you know that like she makes videos on the internet and like <laughs> a bunch of people have seen them and stuff like that you know and it's funny like They'll, they'll pull them up for parents and then be like, show your parents like, this is crazy. Like when you have time for that, you know, so they're like, how'd you right. learn this? You know? Um, but yeah, more or less people, people know. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, well, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit too. Cause I would love to talk about, about your accolades and like, let's just gloat about you for a second because <laughs> your gloving has opened up like a lot of doors for you, which kind of crosses into everything with like film and media. So can you just mm -hmm. chat a little bit about like some of the different like companies you've worked with and music videos that you've done um, with gloving? Yeah. Um, so I've done, uh, I think the biggest thing that I've done um, was I went to Tokyo <laughs> and I filmed a Mazda commercial um, where I was finger tutting and they, you know, I, I had auditioned for it, but it was really like my gloving videos that kind of got me the the job and the, the role, you know, and they, uh, they flew me out to Tokyo, all amenities paid for. I was there for a wow. week got to work and they even paid for me to stay an extra day. And I got to, you know, like I, I'd never been before. It was, um, it was like probably one of the best experiences of my life, honestly. Wow. Um, we are all from gloving. So who would have, who would have thought? Yeah. Um, well, it's like totally different culture there too. Like it is, it is. I can't yeah. even imagine. Yeah, and I've done uh, I've, I've done other uh, like video collaborations with um, Tritonal and uh, Bingo Players. Um, trying to think, some of them. It's been a while. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I, I work with Amazing Lights um, very closely. Mm -hmm. um, I have since you know that that was like I kind of like fell in with them within my first three months of gloving. So I've oh, been. Wow sponsored and working with them for almost like nine, 10 years, you know, I've, I knew, I knew Brian Lim when like Amazing was just like a tiny little, you know, before it actually blew up, you know, right. It's crazy now. Um, yeah. Before like I heart raised before any of that existed, you know, it mm -hmm. was just, you know, the guy was like selling glove sets out of the trunk of his car. Like, you know, it was, um, so it's, it's kind of cool to see how they've grown. Um, I've worked with, uh, I've done other like dance videos with um, or dance like performances with uh, Ditto. She she's a dancer okay, yeah. and influencer. Um, I've done I've worked with uh, Matt Stefanina. He's another uh, dancer, um, and he's on TikTok and stuff like that. And he uh, is a choreographer too. Um, yeah, okay. I've done I've done you know tons of you know, and I do my own personal projects around LA too. So. Mm -hmm. Wow. Busy. Yeah, I was going to say, you've got a lot of things going on for you, but it's amazing. I like you said, you've been doing this for 10 years too. So it's like really, really cool to see your growth. And to your point, like amazing lights. Yeah. Like that's like kind of a household name. Everybody knows that. And I, I think I remember seeing them on Shark Tank and they were talking about how it's kind of like almost a sport now as well, just because there's this whole yeah. other element of performance to it. That's like outside of like a rave or a festival, um, but to your point, what, what are those collaborations like either working with people or working with these companies? Like, did you have a lot of direction or are they kind of like letting you do your thing? Most of the time people just have, you know, with, with more of the, um, when I work with like dancers, they, you know, they don't like they'll do usually their connection is to it is like they do finger tutting and stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. you know, so when you, but when you add like the light trails, it's like a whole different dynamic, but they'll, those people will usually have more in because they understand, you know, it's, it's dance, it's movement. Like they, mm -hmm. you know, so they'll have 
more suggestions versus like when I've worked with some of these other companies, they'll just, I usually I'll show up and they'll just go, yeah, okay. <laughs> whatever, whatever you think, you know, because they yeah. don't really like quite understand it. Usually. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, yeah. That makes sense though. Mm-hmm. And I think, well, now is kind of like the perfect time for this too, because I would love to just get into the basics with you because I think obviously with this past year and without having events and things like that, I think a lot of people have picked up flow arts and have gotten into different skills and hobbies and are trying things themselves. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm curious for you, when you first started 10 years ago, like how, how did you first get into it? How did you learn? Um, and was it all kind of like pretty much self-taught? Yeah, it was honestly pretty organic. Um, there weren't any, you know, if you, if you go on YouTube now and you type in gloving tutorials, mm-hmm. my videos with amazing will pop up. Those will be some of the first ones you'll see among other, some other glovers too. Um, but those didn't exist when I first started. There were like mm-hmm. a couple people that had tutorials, but not really. Um, so I would just, but there were a lot of videos on YouTube. Like it was very popular on mm-hmm. you know YouTube at that point. And usually it was just people being filmed at like festivals. Right. So I would sit and I would just keep replaying things over and I would just go and I'd rewind it and I'd go, okay, how the fuck, how did, how did that, how did you do that? You know? And then I'd just be like, and then I would sit there and I would just try and like figure it out for myself. And then I would realize, okay, well, if I can't like do exactly that, I can do something like that, you know? Mm -hmm. And then I just kind of just taught myself, you know, um, the, and the place that, and I didn't even like, I really started by just putting together like choreography actually. Cause I was like, well, Mm. I didn't, cause I, you know, I didn't, also, I didn't know anyone who really gloved. Like I just sure. was learning it by myself. So I was like, well, I think this is how you learn it. I'm not sure it's working for me. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, glovers now, I would tell them to start with finger rolls. You know, that's like the, the basics and it really makes up like the core movements. Um, mm-hmm. So that's just like basically rolling, you know, doing everything that's just creating like rolls with the, the fingers and stuff. So. so dope. Oh my God. Your yeah. video with Erica and Frida <laughs> on oh, yeah. YouTube where you were teaching them guys. That's how I found Mary at first. And I was like, this is first, this is gold because it's just amazing to see somebody who like, who is a complete beginner has no idea yet. Like you really just don't think about how much practice and like, it's just hand eye coordination. Like it takes, I feel like some people are maybe more inclined to pick it up faster than other people, but I loved that video. And I think even when you just did the moves there, I don't know if you ever listened to ASMR, or you know what ASMR is, but there's yeah, something yeah. about gloving that just like gives me those same chills. I don't know why. I don't know like what the perceived mm-hmm. like in my brain picks up on, but I love it. <laughs> yeah. 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 I know that was a fun, that was a fun video. And it's always funny when people are like, well, you know, like, cause, because you always, you always get like, there's different types of comments you get, you know, you get people that are like, wow, that's incredible. I don't know how you do that. You know, and then you get other people that are like, that's easy. Like I can do that. I could do that. You know, what, what is this? It's stupid, you know? And, and it's always those people that you're just like, all right, you want to, you give it a try. If you can do it better than me mm-hmm. in your first try, then I will, I will quit a hundred percent, you know, and people have no idea what they're talking about, yeah. but, um, yeah, that was, that was a fun video to, to do with them. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. So I know you just mentioned one move, but what what would you say are the other moves that are like a beginner absolutely needs to learn these basic techniques to pick up on the actual art of gloving? Um, well, I mean, there's uh, like from the finger rolls, there's you know, there's also whips and tunnels where you're, you're creating mm-hmm. like circular like shapes with your hands, um, and those really like it really all is like finger rolls, but then it's like hand placement, you know, um, Mm. 
And then the other thing that I always tell people is like uh, musicality, which is, it's, that's like a hard thing to really learn, but musicality is mm -hmm. like, you know, moving with the music. With but yeah. so like right now, it's like all these new Glovers will learn all these really cool tricks and stuff, but it's like, they, they have trouble like stringing it together with the music, right? Mm -hmm. and, and it gets kind of lost. It's like, all right, we gotta remember the purpose, like what we're doing, the purpose of this <laughs> is to like, move to the music, right? Not just yeah. move for the, you know, for the fuck of it. You know yeah, I mean? exactly. Well, so for you, when you were first learning and practicing, did you put it to music like immediately or did you kind of like learn a couple of the moves and then, cause you flow like, I mean, obviously you've been doing this for 10 years, but I think that is a huge part of it, especially someone first learning. I feel like a lot of people, even with shuffling, if you think too much about it and you're really focused on like the actual move you're going to do next, it's just not going to be as fluid as just like actually letting it come out of you, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that totally makes sense. Um, I, I, I started by actually like, there were certain songs that I was like, I really like this song. I want to learn to glove to this song. And I would like come up with moves around like certain sounds and stuff like that that I would hear within mm. the music and then you know as it as time went on I was like oh that this song sounds like this song I could do this move at this part and it kind of like kind of works the same and then you know I I eventually learned how to like start stringing more different like combinations together like tra you know more mm -hmm. transitions and stuff like that and now I don't like if I give someone a light show it's like if I gave 10 light shows in a row it would be 10 different light shows you know that's awesome. Um, yep. Where, you know, and I don't really have to like think about it that much. Whereas in the beginning, it was probably like, like if I gave 10 different light shows, I was probably giving, there were probably like three different versions of the same light show because mm -hmm. I only had certain, only, you know, certain amount of moves that I was kind of like working with. Right. Um, for sure. That you kind of knew you know. like the back of your hand. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Do you have a favorite genre to like to glove to or is there a difference if you're like gloving to dubstep versus like trance if i'm at if i'm at a festival like if i'm at the dubstep like bass stage usually that's where i'll give my best shows just because the nice. the music it's very like the breakdowns like the mu like the music breakdowns and mm -hmm. dubstep are more or less the same shit over and over again you know mm -hmm. And I, and I mean that in a, in, in, I hope no <laughs> people are triggered, that, but, that's, but it is exactly, I mean that in a, in a polite way, you know, but it, it's, especially, I mean, and even going to this many shows, it like, you know, you, yeah. it's, it's, you hear a lot of the same stuff and it's, and it, yeah. there's, you know, rhythmically and you can start to like kind of anticipate when there's going to be certain like breaks in the music and you can really mm -hmm. like accentuate certain, or at least for me, I can accentuate certain moves and that's when like my best gloving is at a festival mm -hmm. now if I'm just like hanging out with people I actually like gloving to like R&B and stuff like that I don't really nice. love to EDM that much when I'm not at a festival you know for sure um, how much are you doing it now without events um, like that? I I took a break from you know before all this I took a break from events for like probably a year and a half um I think the last one I went to was uh lost lands 2018 um okay and then i you know there was just some stuff work wise you know i went to a couple like local like smaller things um but in mm -hmm. terms of like a big, big festival that was the last one i'd been to um and now i i really just like it, it goes in phases like tiktok has kind of like revived my mm -hmm. creativity a lot because it's like a whole yeah. different medium of like 
how to, you know, how to create, you know, there's just so much more now I can like kind of play with, you know, and people's For sure. attention span is like kind of changed and the way people are viewing content has changed. So it's, it's made it like kind of, you know, giving me a new breath of fresh air with the whole thing, you know? Yeah. Um, and then if I'm like coming up with, cause I still make like longer videos, like I'm going to make one for Halloween. Um, so that'll be, you know, I'm going to shoot that actually soon. So like when, awesome. when I have that type of stuff I'm planning, I, I practice a little bit more, but I don't, I don't really practice as much as I used to now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I love like the tutorials you do too. I think those videos are awesome, but I agree with you on the TikTok thing. It's like, I mean, obviously it hit at the perfect time because COVID happened and then everybody's at home and I've like fallen into the rave hole and I think <laughs> I've liked a bunch of glovers. So I just get gloving videos all the time. And yeah, there's just like a resurgence of the EDM community on there. And there's so many talented people and funny accounts. Like they're definitely keeping the spirit of the EDM community alive and well, which is amazing, yeah. but it, it, it obviously does not have the same effect as it does in person, but I do want to chat with you a little bit about etiquette and all that fun stuff. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, um, I always like with these, with a lot of the older glovers too, you know, people, because like there's, you know, forums on Facebook and stuff like that, that glovers use. And, mm -hmm. you know, I don't really like use a lot of those anymore. Like for me, I enjoy mm -hmm. like connecting with like newer glovers and I like exposing it to people. Like that's where, mm -hmm. like, that's what I love the most. Like, I don't, it's, it's really hard for me to, you know, to, you know, I, I, it's because it's worth like the entertainment value that I, mm -hmm. that I like about it, you know, and, and I don't, I'm not yep. really into like the competitive side. Like that's just not, that's just not me. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and, and I'll talk to some of these people who, um, are like, you know, strictly on using Facebook in like in these Facebook groups and stuff like that, you know, and they're like, and they're like, there's no new Glovers. And I'm like, you gotta go on TikTok. I'm like, there's so many, yep. like, there's so many people that are picking it up, but you just gotta, you know, you gotta look for them, but they're, they're there. Yeah, you know. no, hundred percent. And it, you touch on a couple of different things too. Cause I feel like obviously gloving is just so heavily, immersed in the in rave culture essentially and I know like you touched on it's banned at some shows or they don't allow yeah. gloving which doesn't make any sense to me because I've, I've said this before like the flow arts to me at shows are like what makes the experience besides the music like if we didn't have those at events it just is not the same effect to me because I just love that people come there and share their talents and I think it's a part of the entire experience so I mean, what are your thoughts and opinions on shows banning it? I think it's so fucking dumb, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I mean, I've been, <laughs> I've had multiple glove sets taken away from me. I've had security, wow. I've had security wrestle me to the floor in the middle of a light show. Oh my and, God. And these are like two men, like, you know, I'm, I'm tall, I'm like 5'10", but these guys were like 6'2", you know, like it was so mm -hmm. unnecessary. And I was, you know, I was literally like just giving someone a light show and then next thing I know someone you know they're just like oh give me your glove like how'd you get those and I'm like yeah well I snuck them in obviously but yeah <laughs> but it, it's uh yeah it's really it's silly and you know their excuse for it is that um that you know it's a fire hazard to have people sitting on the floor you know mm -hmm. and it's it's dumb you know it's yep. a, it's a dumb excuse in my opinion lazy excuse actually you know especially when they um there's been times where they've been, you know, other, where people have been like vending gloves inside. And I'm like, explain that one to me. I don't even understand right. how that, but how, you know, this is yeah, that makes no sense like, at all. insomnia, you know? <laughs> and I've had, yep. I've had uh, one situation actually 
and I'll share this because this is public information, but, <laughs> but uh, this was at Dream State in 2015, I think, or something around then. But I, I went and I went, um, I got guest listed for it. Uh, and, um, but it was an artist's guest list. And so I went through the VIP entrance and I was just like, you know what? It was an insomniac event for those mm-hmm. of you that don't know uh, Dream State. Um, and I was like, you know, I'm just going to walk in with my gloves. I was like, if they take them away and like, whatever, but I just want to like, like, let's just see what happens. Like, what's the difference if I go through VIP or if I go through general admission. So I go through VIP and you know, the, the, the girls going through, I had like one of those drawstring backpacks and she pulls out my gloves and she's like, Uh-oh. are these, she's like, what are these? And I'm, I was, I was just shot straight <laughs> with her. I was like, they're led gloves for light shows. She looks at me and she goes, okay puts them back in my bag and lets me keep them. And I was like, nice. interesting, you know, I go in there, I'm gloving for like probably the whole night. It was like the last hour. And then security comes up to me and is like, you need to, you need to give us those or you're getting kicked out. And I was like, see, and I was like, and see, this is the problem because I was like, there's no consistency. Like people, you know, no one's on, no one is communicating. I said, I walked in with them. I said, I, I showed the girl what they were. She yeah. didn't care. She said, yeah, that's fine. Bring them in. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, so where, you know, what's the issue in that? And I, um, I wrote right. this whole long post, which is still up. You know, if you dig on my Blitz and Facebook page, you could probably find it. Um, and I tagged Insomni- Insomniac events and they, uh, he got like a lot of shares and like a lot of people were, you know, and I wrote my whole experience, everything that wow. happened. Yeah. And, and like a couple reps from Insomniac like messaged me and they were like, uh, you know, well, they were like, Oh, like we're, you know, we're so sorry that happened to you, you know? And I'm like, that's mm-hmm. great. But like, what are, what are you going to do? Like, what do you, you know, right. like, we'll, you know, we'll guest list you for the next show, you know, or we'll, we'll take care of you for the next show. It was like something like that. But it was like nothing right. ever. That doesn't happened. change anything. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. It doesn't change anything. Exactly. You know? And, and so it's unfortunate to see that it's, that people have Still to like you know, sneak sneak gloves in. I'm like crazy. Does it? Yeah. You know, like like why can't people just stand and glove them if that's? I was case, just gonna know? say that that and it's like there are <laughs> like, big there are like, bigger like, problems bigger yeah, problems to yeah. pry at this festival than that. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So it's it's uh, clearly there's you know some other uh, stigmas attached to it. But, For sure. Um, yeah. That's that they're Ugh. they're stuck on and it's not mm-hmm. like that. You know. I, um, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Good, good times. Well, thank you for sharing that story. I'm sure a lot of people have experienced the same thing and it, it's tricky. I mean, I still see them all the time at shows and I wonder the same thing, but I've heard from a lot of people who have said like they've definitely had their gloves taken away, but I did, I wanted to ask you all the stories about light shows, but do you remember the first light show that you got? Yes. A hundred percent. It was actually, <laughs> and I always, and I always tell the story cause I remember, like, I remember it so clearly. I was asking, <laughs> when I went to that bloody beavers show and I just, I was, I even remember the song. It was a song, uh, Choo Choo by Bloody Beetroots. It's there. If you guys don't know who they are there, you know, look them up. They were like, Mm -hmm. they were, they were huge back then. They were so popular. And I remember it, it was, it was amazing. And also it was like, (laughs) I remember like the, like even like the specific movements, like to certain parts of the song, like, like that's how like clear that memory was was for me. Yeah. Yeah. and on top of it, it was, it was a girl giving me a light show. And like, at that time there were like no girl club. Like it was just like, it was wow, so weird. Yeah. The girl, like, you know, and I just remember leaving being like, I want to do that. Like, how do I, how do I do that? And then oh, I just like awesome. went online and I was like, I'm, I'm going to figure out how I do that. That was like the coolest thing ever. 
That's amazing. Yeah. I was going to say for a lot of people, they remember that like first light show or the first candy, like candy treat is for me. I'll like, I remember the moment absolutely vividly, but it's, I mean, can you talk a little bit about etiquette? Because I know this can be a touchy subject too for people and especially for new ravers or people going to their first event. Like as a Glover, do you mm-hmm. go up to people or, you know, do people just see you giving a show and kind of walk up and ask you like, what's the whole etiquette behind it? Um, for me, uh, for me at this point, like I generally, like usually some people will like recognize me. So I don't like, I don't usually go up to people and ask because usually what will start happening is <laughs> some one person will recognize me without gloves on and then I'll give one light show. And then once people see me actually gloving, they'll be like, yep. oh, I know who that girl is. She's, you know, the girl on the internet, yeah, on YouTube. I saw her somewhere doing that, you know, <laughs> and then usually it just like continues. Um, yep. you know, as, as, if, if you're a Glover and you're, you know, new, um, you know, the best thing really to do is like what I would always do when I first started was I would just like, I'd pull out my gloves and I'd put them on and I would just start mm-hmm. like playing with my hands and I would just let people come to me and they will, yeah. and, you know, um, and that's usually the more, like when you try to force it on people, like, yeah, you know, no. people don't usually want it, you know, and people are either in the mood or they're not, or they're just, you know, not into that, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, so usually I would just wait till people would come up to me and they, it only takes like about five minutes before yeah, someone, <laughs> you start playing with your hands when someone's like, you, yeah, you know, and yeah. you know, starts like gesturing and you're like, yeah, I can, yeah, sure. I'll give you a light show, you know? Right. Um, and I think as the viewer, it's important to like the, you know, there's nothing that makes a Glover more insecure than when in the middle of it, you just stand up like, I, oh, <laughs> no. that, you know, that's just it, you know, and that, that's happened to me. That's happened to everyone at some point. And, and mm-hmm. there's just, no, you know, especially if you're the one to ask, like, you know, you, you better right. like sit there the whole time. And if you're not enjoying it, just like <laughs> suck it up and deal with it. You know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. change your mind midway through just like, but cause that's just like the polite thing to do. <clears throat> Yeah. Well, I was going to say, and like this, obviously like sometimes the state of the people too, like it, I'm sure you've seen literally everything at a show and things like that, but any, any good, uh, any good stories or memories of like giving a light show to somebody? (laughs) Yeah. I, this one guy was like, really, I don't even know. He was on another planet, but, um, I thought he, I thought I, I thought I straight up like killed him. Like, I don't even know. Like he, he just like all of a sudden just like I'm just giving him a light show and he was the one who asked me you know yeah um, and then he just like he was he was sitting on the floor and then he just like he was sitting cross-legged and then he just like went backwards like just fell oh, backwards at one point and I was like oh my god I was like am I gonna have to call medical you know I'm gonna check <laughs> out. And then he, just, like, he like popped up quickly and was like I was like no that was awesome keep going and I was like you know man I'm gonna stop now actually <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little scary but um that was yeah I've seen all all types of uh, crazy stuff happen, but I, I remember that one because I was like, "Oop, did I?" And you know, but it's great. Yeah, <laughs> that is amazing. Well, even I'm because you kind of touch on it, obviously, <clears throat> like later in your career with everything, like a lot of people recognizing you, but. How do you feel like most Glovers feel like, cause I always wonder as a viewer too, I'm like, does it get exhausting at some point? Cause obviously you bring them, so you know, you're going to give some, but at the end of the day, like what if you're literally bombarded and you can't even like enjoy the show? Cause you're just giving one after the other. Like, is there a way to strike a balance between that? Yeah. You know, and there's, and there's some, like, I know some people who've been like giving light shows for years, you know, like me mm-hmm. and they, they can like the sec, like the minute they walk in the show, like they're, 
like they, they can glove the whole night, you know, mm-hmm. and like their knees and legs will be wrecked the next day. But like, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. they, but I know people who do that. And, you know, for me, like it's, yeah, it's definitely finding a balance. I, I'm, I usually, I'll, I'll usually never say no to someone, mm-hmm. you know, unless I'm like moving somewhere and someone's catching me like at kind of a like weird time. That's like probably the right. only, or usually in that case, I'd be like, yeah, sure. Can you just like follow me to the stage then? You know, um, but I I try really hard not to say, uh, not to say no, you know, or I'll, or I'll say like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll tell people like, give me 10 minutes, you know, and then, and, uh, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's definitely like finding, cause you're, you're, it's like physical, you know, like you're kneeling and sometimes, you know, like you're in gravel, you're in dirt, you know, there's all types of stuff here, you know? So yeah. (laughs) That's amazing. Well, I can't even imagine how it feels to, again, to like give somebody their first light show as well, or like, especially people who are just getting into the scene and don't know that much about it. I just feel like gloving is one of those things that like, no matter who you are, it's just an amazing thing to witness. So like Mm. that must just be an amazing feeling to like introduce somebody to that for the first time too. my dad right now. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's okay. No worries. Um, Yeah. That's like always my favorite. Like my favorite, it's always like the friend who brings the other friend and is like, it's her first rave and like her first light show. And I'm like, let's go <laughs> that, that's my shit <laughs> you know I love um, that it's amazing yeah that's always really fun and you can like see that just like the excitement you know and like you know that they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna get you know get back to the hotel room with their friends later that night and be like oh that light show was like oh, that was so great I want another you know yeah um, yeah it's, it's exciting I have a question how many pairs of gloves do you have oh god uh <laughs> I actually my friend and I like last like the end of last year we like I I, like text her and I was like I can't I was like organizing everything like for years I just never had any of it organized and I you know I've gotten so much stuff from amazing over the years and you know I said so and I I I never organized it I just sat down I was like I don't I I didn't even know where to start I literally had to bring my friend over and it took us like four hours to organize everything like I don't know I probably have over like over probably like 30 sets maybe you know wow. like and then all the replacement stuff as well I have, I have so much mm. so much stuff <laughs> are they are they all treated equally because I know that a lot of gloves like you can change the settings and the color patterns can be different mm-hmm. but I mean I'm sure there's a level up even above that because Amazing Lights has just been doing this forever like do you have a favorite pair yeah, the the ones that I really like right now are their their new um, chromas. You can like you can make the you can make the the glove sets on your. There's an app on your phone, and you can like, oh, wow. and you can Control and then it. you like can Bluetooth like you know connect them <laughs> with, and it's like it's crazy like because when I started, if you wanted to change the colors, you had to go, you had to buy the bulbs, you had to cut the bulbs, and then you had oh to put them God. in the chips. And now it's like it's all just through your phone. But like when I yeah. started, it was like. And if you wanted to change colors, well, then you had to go buy a whole new set of bulbs. You had to like cut those. It was like, you know, and it's so if you, if those were the colors you wanted, you're going to be stuck with those for like a little bit. It wasn't mm-hmm. uh, that simple to change, you know? So, yeah. you know, I like the, the, I like the simplicity now of yeah. the, you know, the, all the Bluetooth and stuff like that. It's makes right. it a lot easier. It's like, listen up kiddos. Back in my day, this is, <laughs> this is, yeah, actually, actually, so anyone who complains about that, I'm like, no, I'm like, you don't even, you don't even know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know. Um, do you have any other, like, I don't know if you've been into any other flow arts, but if you could like learn another one, is there any that you're really interested in? 
I, I can do like, I can do poi at like an intermediate level, I would say. Okay. Um, never tried hooping. Staff looks pretty, cr- I feel like that's one that I could probably like, probably fuck with, honestly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, um, especially like, especially I see people with those who like light them on fire. Like that looks so crazy, but. Um, so dope, yeah. I, I've never, yeah, I've just tried uh, spinning poi and that, that one, that's pretty fun. But uh it's a lot of yeah. stuff too. Yeah. That one you know, I have respect for all other <laughs> flow artists because I know I know it's hard. It's hard, and and mm-hmm. especially with the other one, except you know, gloving is the only one where it's like you're just using like a, you know your hands and your arms really, and like you know maybe like moving around a little bit, but everything else is like full body. So you know, I have a lot of respect for that because there's there's a little there's you know there's other other body parts you got to keep track of, right? Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I have a levitation <laughs> wand, and like. I tried it once and truly I, I was horrendous. Like I could not do anything. It was like the worst coordination. So I don't know if I, I don't know what it is about it, but that one was freaking hard as well. I just kept hitting I, myself. I've never tried that. Is, that. is that the one where it like, it floats and it like, mm-hmm. you can like spin it around your body and stuff? Yeah, I've never, yep. I've never tried that. People are so great. I mean, like, obviously when you have the skill, you're so graceful with it, but yeah, you like attach it to your finger and it's long string and you're supposed to be able to make it look like it's actually levitating, but like, nope, not yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. We'll try some other ones, but, um, yeah, exactly. okay, before, exactly. a whole list of others. Yeah. And I think I've, I've met, um, a lot of people this year too, who are hoopers, which I think is amazing. And I, I like, again, anything I witness at a show, I'm like, you guys are beyond me. It's just, so much talent but um before i let you go here i wanted to ask you too um what are you most excited about right now what gets you like out of bed in the morning just like like in general or just yeah, like are just we... in general your whole life uh, <laughs> really it's it's just the opportunity to be creative like i you know i feel like especially the past probably before last year, you know, it mm-hmm. just, there was, I didn't have the, I didn't really have the creative, aside from gloving, you know, mm-hmm. there was just so many, I'm just such a creative person. And, and I, there were so many other things I wanted to do. And I was, you know, tied down with uh, like other jobs and stuff like that. And I, and I feel like now I'm really in a place where it's just like almost everything I'm doing, you know, is, is mm-hmm. creative in some way. Um, you know, with some, some exceptions, obviously, but like, it's, Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful to have that opportunity to just like use that creative energy, you know, Mm -hmm. and just have those outlets to, you know, just make stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you feel, I mean, do you feel right now, like with your work and everything you're doing that you're not working? Like, is it the type where you feel like you're waking up and you're just kind of fully enjoying it and you're, you're doing what you love every day? You know, I'm, I'm almost there. Like I'm, you know, I'm technically a business owner too. So there's like a whole other dynamic to that, (laughs) you know, a whole other level of responsibilities and layer to that. But, you know, I think at the core of it, yeah, that it's, I, you know, I'm I'm excited to go do what I do. And even, even in school, like it's a lot, I'm not gonna lie, but I, but I, I look forward to it. I like it. It's, I'm having fun you know? Yeah. You're keeping busy. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Okay. I have to ask this question, which I know is going to be annoying, but what's your sign, your astrological sign? Oh my God. I'm so happy you asked me. Oh my God. It's like, I love when people ask you that. Cause then it's like, it's, oh, good. Then, okay. then like no, yeah. Uh, I am a, so I'm a Taurus, uh, son. I'm a 
Uh, do you want all like all three? All Go three for three? it. Yeah, I love it. Okay, great. Uh, I'm a Leo moon and a Sagittarius rising. Ah, okay. Interesting. I'm, no, I absolutely love astrology. People on this podcast know I don't shut up about it, but um, <laughs> the moon and rising, I'm learning a lot more about, but that's really funny. I was going to say you're either a Pisces or a Taurus. That was what I was thinking in my head. <laughs> yes. I'm very, I'm very, very Taurus. Yeah. Love it. I'm a, I'm Pisces, sun, uh, rising cancer and a Taurus moon. Nice. A lot of water energy. You have a lot of fire energy, which I love. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, yeah. But the rest of my chart is a a lot of fire as well too. That's awesome. Yeah. Very passionate. Go get her though. Thank you so much. This was awesome. It was really great getting to know you and I appreciate you answering all my questions about loving. I think a lot of people will be like definitely really interested in this subject. So thank you for for coming on. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. This was a blast. Of course. And everybody else listening, uh, hang tight. I will be back in just a minute with EDM news. Alrighty, you guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode with Mary, uh, aka Blitzen. Go give her a follow on social media. Check out her Instagram and TikTok at Mary underscore Sola underscore. Uh, She's got so many cool videos coming out for Halloween. So we, you know, send her all the love and support and tell her that Rave Culture Cast sent you. Um, Okay, I want to jump into EDM news because there was so much that came out. I actually decided to break my EDM news segment up. I'm going to break it up into general industry news and then festival news because or festival or live stream or drive and rave news at this point, um, just because there's a couple different categories of things here. So I think the biggest thing that happened that I had to mention was another DJ found himself in very hot water this past week. And this time I'm talking about Ikali. Some of you might have seen this on Twitter. His ex-fiance, Sam Black, came forward with allegations of him uh, of infidelity, abusive and toxic behavior, claims of him being arrested um, and dealing with issues of substance abuse. This was really shocking to a lot of his fans. I mean, it just goes to show you really don't know somebody. You don't know what's going on behind closed doors. So um, one of the more troubling things, obviously, was... I mean, he came forward with a response to this, which I'll read as well. But people were sharing private messages that they had had with him. um, Women coming forward saying they had relations with him while him and Sam were together. And then uh, it also appeared that he was DMing fans or acquaintances, basically asking for support and backup. But he was messaging them in a way that was a little bit manipulative. He was kind of saying, well, he wasn't kind of, he was saying to them that he's having like suicidal thoughts and like this situation has gotten him into a really dark place. So he was kind of using that as a way to have these fans and people come out in support of him. So it was a little bit manipulative behavior. But anyway, your EDM did an article about it. Basically, Sam Black is alleging that she has been put through hell by gaslighting, lying, cheating, and abuse, and abusing drugs. According to the statement, um, Black decided to finally post about his actions after he slept with his friend's girlfriend in his friend's house after taking him in after Sam Black kicked Ikali out of their home. She also mentions an incident in which he apparently went on a bender in Tulum, Mexico and was detained getting off a flight in LAX in September. Uh, And then Black said he was then detained again at their home the next day and placed on a 5150 hold at Exodus Mental Hospital in Los Angeles at Black's request so that he wouldn't lose his visa. When we spoke with Black, she says this was the last day that she called off the engagement. Um, She says then that he came at her verbally attacking her, following her around the, the house, screaming he didn't do anything wrong. 
She then alleges that he grabbed her by both of the arms um, and that caused bruising. She posted the bruises, pictures of the bruises on her Twitter. And then again, she asked that he was put on a 5150 hold, which was where he went to the mental hospital in Los Angeles so that he wouldn't get deported. So anyway, all of this was going on on Twitter. I know it's a lot to follow, but again, a lot of people were fans and everybody were just shocked because they had no idea about this side of him. Sam is claiming that she has all of the police records and that she will release them if she needs to. But again, obviously, this caused a lot of issues. Ikali himself ended up coming out um, with a response basically denying like any of it. Um, he did say, however, in his statement that he completely denies any harm or abuse. He does admit to lying about his drug addiction and cheating on one occasion, but he said there was infidelity on both sides. He also said to Sam that she contributed to a magnitude of toxicity within the relationship, which reignited many past demons of his. So I don't know. It felt like a lot of victim blaming to me. I didn't. I don't think his response was probably approved by his PR team or his manager. Um, but we'll see what happens. I've said this time and time again. When situations like this arise, obviously we need to have all the facts in the situation. But based on a lot of the responses and the private messages that were shared and some of these records um, of these arrests and things like that, I mean, it's just like there's so many other artists to support who know how to treat women uh, who don't take advantage of their fans and who don't abuse their power and that's the people that I want to support um okay the other things I want to mention too on the flip side something that's incredible that is happening in this community that we really should be highlighting is a new initiative started by my friend BB Howell and her friend I believe it's Danny Velasquez um, they launched Beats Inclusive, which is a platform dedicated to highlighting women identifying BIPOC and LGBTQ figures in the EDM scene. Snaps to that. Um, so basically, they just want to highlight people in the community who are underrepresented. And they posted something on their Instagram at Beats Inclusive. Basically saying EDM was pioneered by the black and gay communities of Chicago and Detroit in the 1980s. Yes, it was. The people associated with rave culture during this time were seen as outsiders. Since then, dance music has become an industry dominated by white, straight, cisgender men. Women, people of color, LGBTQ artists and producers now find themselves working in the shadows of these men. And I just want to share a couple quick stats with you. Um, I talked about this a couple episodes back, but there was a documentary that came out called Underplayed, which was highlighting um, some of the top female artists in the industry and all of the gender inequalities that happen in the EDM community. So did you guys know in 2019, only five of the top 100 DJs were women? Women make up less than 3% of technical and production roles in the music industry in the top 150 clubs, the annual percentage of female DJs is 6%, and women only made up an average of 17% of headliners at popular music festivals around the world in 2016. Clearly, we have an issue here. I've said it time and time again, festivals in general need to do a better job of booking not only female artists, but people of color, black DJs, um, gay, bisexual, lesbian, whatever, the entire LGBTQ community, like there needs to be way more representation. It can't just be white men all over these lineups all the time. Um, so that's something that they're trying to combat. Uh, and they're basically going to be sharing and highlighting music from these underrepresented talents in this industry. It's amazing. Go follow at Beats Inclusive. More to come with that. They just launched it this week. So I'm so proud of them and really excited for that. 
Uh, and then news about Skrillex. Uh, he teased a new album coming on the anniversary. It was the 10-year anniversary of his first album, Scary Monsters and Nice Sprites. I literally cannot believe that came out 10 years ago. I feel like that launched so many people's interest in EDM and just kind of changed the industry in general. But basically, we're going to be getting a new album from him. He did drop a new single called Clip Town Empyrean. It's like a chill garage track it was interesting I'm not gonna lie I wasn't the biggest fan of it but very curious to see what else he comes out with um I'm sure it's gonna be life-changing for all of us so I will keep you guys posted on when we have more information about it all right and now I'm gonna hop over to the festival and live stream news so first up BPM festival which I know a lot of people are a fan of uh, it normally takes place in Costa Rica it's gonna be heading to Ibiza in 2021 which is really exciting I know I've read that the government over there is planning some sort of like rapid COVID test to take place next year so that tourism can, can come back next summer because that obviously that island relies heavily on the dance music community and tourism. Um, we got news on Audiotistic. It's going to be coming to the Bay Area July 10th and 11th, 2021. So that's really exciting. Uh, we do have a Halloween live stream event from Insomniac. Very excited about this. Escape Psycho Circus is doing a special event um, and the lineup is Andrew Rael, AT Aliens, Audion, Dash Berlin. I was so excited to see Dash Berlin. I haven't seen a live stream out of him yet, so I'm pumped about that. Um, Detlef, Hex Cougar, Io, Latrell, Moxie, OK, Sage Armstrong, Say My Name, Cyan, Tasca Black, Walker and Royce, and William Black will all be performing on the Escape live stream. We also got the lineups for Boo Orlando. Um, Friday is Carnage, Loud Luxury, Say My Name, AT Aliens, and Jinx. And Saturday is Valentino Khan, Nitty Gritty, Drezzo, Shade, and Sloth. Awesome options there. Uh, okay, by the time I announced this, it's already sold out all three days. But there's also a Park and Rave Dream State edition, which to me by far has been the best drive-in lineup that we've seen it's all trance it's complete heaven um they sold out friday and saturday they ended up adding sunday which is sold out now as well and that was sunday was cosmic eight and marcus schultz which is amazing so all the trance fans are going to be in heaven at that park and rave that's really cool um and then the last two announcements i've talked about these in the past but we have uh spring awakening cancun finally announced their headliners so they are going to be having Zed's Dead, Claude Von Stroke, and Dylan Francis, which is really exciting. Um, and then Breakaway announced that they are doing a Cancun edition, June 3rd to the 6th, 2021. Similar to all of these events, it's an all-inclusive getaway with um, shows throughout and one massive big party. I think this is going to be the theme of next year. I've already kind of decided on that. I don't know how you guys feel. But I just don't foresee festivals coming back the first half of the year. So I feel like our only option is going to be these like all-inclusive getaways in the Caribbean or in Mexico. So I don't know. I'm, I'm debating if I should just send it and buy tickets to one of them just so that we can have live music next year. But um, they're not cheap. So we're going to have to wait and see. Alrighty, you guys. That was a mouthful. I told you we had a lot to get through, but I hope you're all still with me here. If you are, let's get into the songs of the week. So for those of you who don't know, I want you to go follow my new music Friday playlist on Spotify. Every Friday morning, I curate this with the latest and greatest in EDM. This past week was by far the best new music Friday we've had in such a long time. I was like, 
I was popping off. It was amazing. So I actually have five song recommendations for you. Number one um, is the Chami and Zoo collaboration. This is off of Chami's new album, and the song is called All On Me. Um, at w- once I like scanned through his album and I saw that there was a Zoo collab on that, I freaked out. <laughs> I mean, like you knew this combo of artists was going to be like pure sexy fire, but there's just something about a Zoo song I don't know, like the buildup in it and then the drop is always just so good and there's always something like dramatic about it. So the breakdown in this is a pure, like beautiful future house, space house vibes. It's amazing. We also finally got the Nopis release from Eric Prids. You guys have no idea how long Eric's, Eric Prids fans have waited for this. He obviously has his legendary track, Opus, which has already been out for a while, but um, Nopis was just a track he played and threw it into his set. It was always a surprise. Sometimes it was like the last um, track to like end one of his sets and he never released it as a single. So it's finally here, released as a single. To me, it just is like such a euphoric, exciting song. Like it represents happy memories to me. It represents EDC. It's just like when I listen to it, it's pure bliss and excitement. And it almost sounds like a track that would be playing at the end of a movie, like people riding off into the sunset. Like it's just so happy and euphoric. So definitely go listen to Nopus by Eric Prids. Um, I really loved Seven Lions' new track with Jason Ross and Crystal Skies. They announced this earlier in the week that this is kind of like the sister to their song Ocean, which is my favorite Seven Lions song like of all time. I love it. Um, the drop in this is amazing. This is going to give you all of your like melodic dubstep feels. Uh, I still love Ocean the most, but this is a really great sister track to that song, and that is called Foolish of Me. I also really loved Above and Beyond's new track, Crash. Really great upbeat trance track. There's just something to me about Above and Beyond songs that like I picture them, I picture hearing them live because there's a whole element of the like the Above and Beyond experience live. So this is one of those that like has such incredible energy. I can't wait to hear it in a live set one day, hopefully soon. Um, So that's called Crash. And lastly, I had to shout out Marshmallow. I really love his new track. It's been a really long time since I recommended a Marshmallow song, let's be honest here. Um, But he put out a song with Usher. It's called Too Much. This is back to like EDM Marshmallow, like back to dance Marshmallow. And I don't know what it is. Usher just sounds so good on dance tracks. Like his collab with Martin Garrix is still one of my favorites. But this song, Too Much, Marshmallow and Usher, I really like the vibe of it. It's a fun dance track, so... Those are all of my recommendations. Again, all of those songs are in my new Music Friday playlist on Spotify. So go subscribe over there and you will have new music every Friday morning delivered right to you. Alrighty, you guys, I'm out of breath, which means we are at the end of an episode. (laughs) Thank you all so much for sticking with me. I hope you enjoyed hearing from Mary and I hope you guys learned something new about gloving and giving a light show today. Again, uh, shout out Mary for coming on. Go give her a follow at Mary underscore Sola underscore. And of course, you guys, and the number one thing you can do is screenshot this and make it your stories today and tag at Rave Culture Cast and at Emma Capotis. I appreciate you guys spreading the word and, you know, word of mouth is how we get this out there. I don't do advertising or anything for it. So um, I'm always looking for new ravers in the community to discover us. And with that being said, if you guys aren't already a part of our Facebook group community, you totally should be. Uh, We just, like I said, had our family Zoom call this past week, which was 
amazing. It is so good talking to you guys and getting to know you better and just chatting about all the things we have in common and love, EDM, music festivals, all those fun things. So the only way you'll have access to those in the future is by joining the Facebook group community, which will be linked down below. And other than that, you guys can always find our information down below in the description box. We are streaming everywhere and available on youtube.com slash Emma Capotis. Uh, other than that, you guys, I hope you all have an amazing Wednesday. Everybody have a safe and fun Halloween weekend. I hope you're getting dressed up. Cannot wait to see all of your outfits. And with that being said, I hope you have a happy and healthy week and I will see you next Wednesday. Bye, guys. We'll be right back.